Today is Tuesday, March 27, 2018, and you're listening to the official VIEW News Podcast. I'm Greg Pollock. And I'm Adam Jar, And we're broadcasting live from ViewConf US. Speaker videos from the conference will be posted free on the VIEW Mastery website. To be notified when they get posted, just head over to viewmastery.com slash viewconf and click notify me. View version 2.5.17 beta.0 was released last Friday and contains a number of small changes that probably don't affect you. This did not alter the public API, but because of the internal changes, you can help test this release by using it on your development environment and letting the core team know if you hit any compatibility issues. Sometimes when you use third-party components that give you UI widgets for your forms, the layout isn't exactly what you want. You mean like a date picker, a drop-down, or autocomplete? Right. And the only solution may be to hack the plugin or write your own to get the layout you want. You might also have a component in your app that you want to reuse, maybe with the same state and behavior, but it needs a different template or layout. And you have the solution to this? <laughs> yeah. Well, one solution would be to create a renderless component. And this week, Adam Wathen wrote up a great tutorial showing how to create one. Renderless component, so a component that handles the state and behavior, but you could send in the layout you'd want to use? Right, and this functionality is enabled by using scoped slots. See, regular slots allow you to pass parts of your template from the parent into the child component, but scope slots kind of reverse that by allowing you to pass parameters from the child component back up to the parent component. Basically, you can have a parent component that defines a template, which will get all the data and behavior from the child. Okay, so my brain hurts, but what you're saying is I can have a component with data and behavior, meaning like methods. That's your renderless component. Right, and using scope slots, I can define a template in the parent which uses that data and behavior, and I could have multiple parent templates, allowing me to reuse the data and behavior. I think you've got it. And if you write plugins like this, it makes it very simple for anyone to create their own template or layout using your state and behavior. Vue is slowly making its way into the enterprise, and if you're wondering if you should use it for your next project, or you need to convince your boss to use it, you should probably send them the article from Michael Sanyog entitled, Is Vue a Good Fit for My Project? In the article, he gives seven questions to ask before choosing Vue. And is there anything surprising in the article? Well, I really like how he addresses how you can start small with Vue in your project and just let it grow piece by piece, as well as how you can use server-side rendering to keep your single-page application SEO-friendly. So, Adam, at some point, you've got to start diving into the Vue.js source code. Do I have to? <laughs> It'll help with your understanding of Vue. It'll be easier to extend Vue when you need to, and maybe even someday you'll become a core committer. Okay, so where would I start? <laughs> well, perhaps with a blog post from One Minute JS called A Deep Dive into the Vue.js Source Code. In the first two articles, he covers the new Vue syntax, you know, like new Vue when you're creating a component, and he works into the underscore init prototype method, which you can find inside init mixin. That sounds like what you're doing in your upcoming Vue internals talk on Vue Mastery. <laughs> yeah, but even more line by line what's going on. I really hope the author keeps it up. Along the same lines of getting someone to adopt Vue, if you have any React developer friends, or if you are a React developer secretly listening to the Vue News podcast, and that would be okay, this is a safe space for everyone. <laughs> but Ian Wilson wrote up an article titled, The Vue from React, Building Apps with Vue Using My Knowledge of React, where he walks through building his first app in Vue and the syntax differences between Vue and React. I'll be sending that to my React friends. 
Apparently there's a trend in the development community to provide zero configuration builds. Zero configuration, so like you can write your app, get it building, and maybe even deployed without writing a line of configuration. That would be nice. And this week, Andrew Thauer wrote up an article exploring this idea with Vue. And it's possible? Well, if you're bringing in Webpack yourself, it's not quite there. But using something like Parcel, the zero-configuration web app bundler, with the Parcel plugin for Vue, you can get pretty close. What about just using Vue's CLI, especially version 3? Yeah, yeah, the new version of Vue CLI gives you all the tools you need to start building your Vue application and keep things customizable. And Andrew shows in his article how little configuration is needed when you use it. We've talked about GraphQL before on this podcast. That's the query language for your API that allows you to have one endpoint and send queries to specify the data you need. Right, and this week Lachlan Miller wrote up a great post showing how you can get started with GraphQL by building a Node Express server, which uses the GraphQL and Express GraphQL NPM module for the backend and Vue for the frontend. And how hard is it to use? Well, what's really interesting to me is how you need to learn the syntax to use GraphQL, which kind of feels like Vuex. The way you specify schemas and queries is unique, but relatively simple to understand. And do you need to use like a database on the backend like GraphQL or Apollo? No, actually. This example keeps things really simple and isn't using an external database, which is one reason I think it's so easy to understand. It's one thing to test your backend API, but if you're using something like Laravel with Vue frontend, should you be testing your full stack from Vue through to the database level? Well, I think you should, but isn't that difficult? You'd need something like Selenium that allows you to control a browser. Or you could just use Laravel Dusk, which uses Chrome Driver by default to control the browser. And Jeff Okoa wrote up a great tutorial showing how to test a to-do list application from the ground up, from writing the Laravel API and testing it, to writing the Vue.js code, to writing the Laravel Dusk. So would this be called an integration test? Yeah, or a full stack test. And in my opinion, likely the most important test you're going to have. In the library section of the newsletter this week, we've put a link to Vue VR. <laughs> Wait, Vue Virtual Reality? Yep, it's a library that uses 3JS, the JavaScript library that uses WebGL to display 3D animated graphics in the browser, and Panel Lens, which uses 3JS to help you do panorama and VR. Whoa. Will my users feel like they're in the matrix, like surfing through all my components and taking the red pill? Could be. It just makes it simple to use these VR libraries from within your view components. Check it out. Thanks for listening to the official View News podcast. Links to all the stories we talk about can be found in our weekly newsletter and on news.viewjs.org. And we'll catch you next week for the latest news in the view community.